Welcome to the Intentional Family Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Schmitz, joined by my co-host, Mike Schmitz. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about our topic today. We're going to discuss creating incredible memories. Yeah, this will be fun. Yeah, it's very timely. Uh, Christmas time is when we often have more time and plans to spend with family, so more opportunity to create moments. And if you're listening to this podcast, I can probably make the assumption that you're already trying to create awesome memories with your family. So we want to just talk today about the power of doing that very thing and possibly some more ideas that you could try out. We also have a treat for you today with some young guests. Yep. So without further ado, we want to talk about memories. Uh, The old adage that it's better to give than receive is so true. And I believe some of the strongest memories is from giving. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be an expensive gift that you're giving. It's simply the time and the attention that you give to people that often creates some incredible memories. Yeah. And and we all know that materialism can quickly overshadow the whole reason for this season and why we even celebrate Christmas, for example. Mm -hmm. But giving to others could really create some awesome memories. And I have some really distinct memories in giving and what that has done in me. But Mike, do you have anything specific about a time when you maybe gave a gift and it was very fulfilling to you and it meant a lot, a really strong memory? Uh, The one that jumps to mind right away is I remember when we gave Toby his first bike. Oh, yeah. It was in the, the trunk of the car and he came and we opened the trunk and we gave it to him and he was jumping up and down as I took it out of the trunk. <laughs> and it was a used bike. It wasn't super nice. Actually, looking back on it, it was pretty junky, but it was the first bike he had and he was over the moon to to get it. Uh, I also remember one Christmas uh, surprising you with a upgraded wedding ring. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> because when we got married, I did not have a ton of money to uh, to spend on it. So I got the biggest diamond that I could. And then I typically am the person who makes you open stuff early and I can't keep secrets. Because you can't wait. <laughs> yes. But this one, I remember I borrowed it and told you I was getting it cleaned. And while I was in getting cleaned, I uh, got a much larger diamond put into it. Three times bigger. But I mean, yeah. who's counting? <laughs> uh, and I had a, a card that I had made to go with it. And like it was a lot of effort that went into it. And that's really, I think, the thing that made it significant in your eyes. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but it was the thought that went into it. It wasn't just the fact that your ring came back from the cleaners with a, a larger diamond in it. Uh, it was something that the way it all transpired, you were not expecting. And it was something that uh, I had tried very hard to to coordinate a bunch of pieces to have them all come together, kind of like a marriage proposal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you had already said yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do remember that. Uh, that looking back was probably one of my favorite gifts. And you could say, well, yeah, it's a diamond. Well, it really wasn't just the diamond. It really was the effort and he kind of was sneaking around and he did all this stuff to try and keep I'm it from me and surprise me. good at. <laughs> yeah, no, and he did a really fantastic job and it was really sweet and it was an awesome surprise. 
And yeah, that's the stuff that really matters. I created a really distinct memory. One of my favorites actually kind of relates to an opportunity we had with our church. Do you remember that family that we were we had the opportunity to help? At the time the the couple was separated and they had three young children. And we had the opportunity to bring them a bunch of gifts with a, a few other people from church and a meal. And we spent an evening with them and it was really, really nice. And that event actually catapulted uh, them being reunited as a couple. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty amazing. They got back together. They got plugged into our church and they were good friends of ours for a while before they moved. Yeah. Now they're in a different state and still together as a family and doing well. Yep. So just stuff like that, oh man, that just gets me. (laughs) Actually, this reminds me, as a child, one of my most distinct Christmas memories, I don't even have this on the notes, was this Christmas where we really didn't have much of anything. My mom couldn't afford gifts because she was a single mom. My dad died when I was very young. She's raising four kids on her own, working her tail off. And she did her best to provide for us, and she did a great job. But one year in particular, we the money wasn't there for gifts. And a family from the church actually blessed us tremendously with gifts for all of us. Not just like one gift, but a bunch of gifts. Mm-hmm. And I still remember the clothes. I don't remember the toys they got me, but I remember the outfit they got me because it was my favorite color, purple. And that just made such a big impact on me. And they said, you know, Jesus wanted us to bless mm-hmm. you, you know, and they, I still remember that to this day. And so when I have the opportunity to in turn do that for others, oh, it just gets me, brings me right back to childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Another one recently, actually, this was little Malachi. He just turned seven. He comes up to me, I think two weeks ago with his $5 bill. He had worked and, well, he was begging me for a job. First of all, mom, what job can I do? I need to earn money. I was like, okay, I can find a job because <laughs> I've been having the kids clean and they earn money. Usually when they want to earn money, it's so that they can buy yes. Legos or video games. Yeah. Which is, you know, they're boys, they're little kids, of yep. course. And then if, after he had earned the $5 for his, I think it was an hour job he did for me, an hour and a half or something. He comes up to me with his $5 bill. I'm in the kitchen cooking. He goes, Mom, I want you to have my $5. I go, why? No, you worked so hard. You keep your $5. He's like, no, Mom, I really, really love you, and I really want you to have the $5. (laughs) And I knew I had to receive it. (laughs) As hard as it is, if your kids ever do that to you, you have to receive it. Even though you're yep. like, you don't have a lot of money, buddy. <laughs> I've made that mistake before. You can't. You have to receive <laughs> you it. You have to take Even it. Even yes. though it seems like, no, I shouldn't receive it. No, you have to. Yep. If you just think of it, if you gave someone a gift and they refused it, how would you feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yep. So that was that was really really sweet. He and he wasn't trying to mani- manipulate anything or get anything. Do you remember? I think it was last winter. When you went out to snowblow and the boys had gone out to play and decided instead of playing, they were going <laughs> to shovel the whole driveway. I do remember that. Do you that. remember why? So I could play with them. Yeah. <laughs> that was so, pretty awesome. So sweet. I wasn't involved at all. I went out. And I was like, what are you guys doing? Well, we want to surprise dad because we want him to play with us. So he doesn't have to waste his time snowblowing. So sweet. <laughs> that was fun. So we are... Sharing all these stories because we want to 
emphasize that creating memories is so important and gift giving and receiving can be a big part of that. Mm -hmm. And as long as we're not getting caught up in materialism and it's really about the heart of love in giving, then there's nothing wrong with gifts. Yeah. uh, One of the things that I remember a significant gift that was precious and meaningful to me, this came up with our kids the other day, uh, was I remember going to the Olympics with my family when they were in Atlanta in 96. And uh, our kids were pretty blown away by the fact that, wow, dad, you were actually at the Olympics? Yeah, I wasn't participating. I was a spectator, (laughs) but I was there. And uh, I remember a lot of things from that trip. And those things, you know, they still come to mind. It's not like they have to be triggered by looking through a photo album or something like that. They're just right there. Those are the things that I remember. Those are the things that I, I treasure. I remember my cousin Emily was was there with us, and uh, it was a super fun road trip. And uh, those are the things that mean the most to me now. I can remember maybe a handful of gifts that I have ever received, like the actual presents for my birthdays or for my or for Christmas when I was when I was a kid. But those experiences that we had. And those memories that we made together, you know, those are the things that I remember. Definitely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I have a lot of um, distinct memories from childhood. And if you, if I think about Christmas in particular, for some examples, every year, my little brother and I, when we went to decorate our tree, we would be decorating ourselves and dancing around like crazy to Christmas music. (laughs) I can see this. (laughs) Yeah. And this is just what we did. No one stopped us. The siblings didn't butt in. Mom didn't care. I don't remember how long it went on, but I just remember being so happy, mm-hmm. putting garland around me and my little brother and us dancing around <laughs> in the living room. Poor Christopher. Hey, he did it willingly, actually. Okay. Not everything was willingly <laughs> with two older sisters, but that sure. was. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good example. You know, that's a little bit different than my thing. So I think there's a distinction to be made here. Uh, Number one, if you're looking for like a way to create a memorable Christmas, uh, shared experiences are valuable. But a different version of those shared experiences, which really isn't like a gift. This is just what you're talking about. This is kind of like a Christmas routine. And uh, we've established one of these in our house the whole thing that we do whenever we get our our Christmas tree. So if I were to give somebody some advice uh, who's maybe just starting a family and thinking about like what sort of traditions do we want to create, like be intentional about those things. Uh, but you really have an opportunity when you're just starting out to create those experiences that you know down the road you're really going to treasure. Yeah, so ours specifically, there's this, this tree place we love in our little town. And we go there every year. We... I have to look at each tree several times yep. before we can really all settle in and agree on the tree for that year. And it's just a cute little place. The guy comes out, he cuts the bottom, puts it on the truck for us. They give us little cookies mm-hmm. and it's just, it's simple, but they love it. Yep. And then usually we get pizza yeah. and we watch Elf while, yep. we, <laughs> while we decorate it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just simple things. Mm-hmm. The last several years, we've done some sort of Advent leading up to Christmas. It's changed over the years. We've done different things, but 
one thing we've done several times that we're doing again this year is it's just simple little envelopes and inside I slip in a little paper of something we're going to do or some something we're going to give to someone or it can be a lot of different things and I open that up that day and they find out what's today mm-hmm. and there's a lot of components to this that's kind of nice okay so first of all each year it's different and once I know a lot of times I slip the paper in like the night before quick <laughs> because I'm like okay tomorrow's probably gonna play out like this I think we can do this and sometimes it's super simple like oh well we're planning on getting our tree go pick out a tree that's what was in the advent for that day yeah And sometimes it's like, okay, we're going to start making cookie dough. We're not going to do the whole big process, but, and sometimes it's, we're going to participate in this event. And the, the thing that that forces you to do, if you were to do something similar and you could say, well, that's kind of cheating because you're supposed to like have it all figured out and you just open the thing and it's a surprise every day. But the way that we're doing it, it forces intentionality for how you want to create those memories. Uh, It it forces you to live by design, not by default. It's easy to let stuff slip and you miss those opportunities to create those memories. Uh, As soon as there's an expectation, you feel like you have to pay attention and design the surprise for the next day. But what if you took that approach Every single day, you know, uh, not just at Christmas time. Although this is a great time, if you haven't done anything like that previously, this is a great time to kind of set start those those new habits and those new routines. Uh, we interviewed our kids, and they shared several of their favorite experiences, and a lot of them were they were experiences. They weren't gifts. Mm-mm. It wasn't something that they got during the season. It was things that we did. So, should we play those clips now? Yeah, that'd be great. What's your name? Malachi. How old are you? Seven years old. And what is your favorite Christmas memory? When we were watching The Mandalorian and we were snuggling on the couch and that is all. Why is that your favorite memory? I don't know, just because. Okay. What's your name? Jonathan. How old are you? Eight. What's your favorite Christmas memory? A Christmas getaway. What is that? It's a thing where we go to, we go to a place, we do a bunch of stuff there, and my favorite thing when we went to one place for the Christmas getaway we went to a cabin with a bunch of video games, and I like doing King of the Hill and sleeping there and stuff. Why is that your favorite? Because it's super fun and we get to be with our cousins. Great. Thanks, Jonathan. You're welcome. Hi. What's your name? Joshua. How old are you? 10, almost 11. Can you tell me your favorite Christmas memory? Sure. When my favorite one was when we went to a cabin that we were renting for 
one Christmas, and then all my cousins and I went outside, and then we went to explore some of the woods, and then we saw something white, and it was big, and it was moving, so we ran back. Then we went the other way, and then we heard a gun noise, and then... We went back to the cabin. We were pounding on the door. So then we made a big snow fort with a bunch of snowballs. Why was that your favorite memory? Because I just it's one I remember the most. It was the most exciting one. What's your name? Toby. How old are you? I'm 13 years old. Can you share with us your favorite memory from Christmas time? Oh, that's got to be, I think when I was like 10 years old, we were on this Christmas getaway with our cousins, and the grown-ups threw all, like me and all my cousins outside. We threw them. So we decided to go on a walk in the woods. So we went on a walk, and then like, we were walking for 10 minutes. We were a bit away from the house, and we saw something moving in the woods. So... What we did was we chose to run in the opposite direction. Then we ran for like 20 minutes. And then we heard gun noises. We think someone was hunting. But at that time, we thought it was a Yeti with a machine gun. So we quickly went back to the house. We pounded on the doors for the grown-ups to let us in. And they did not believe us at all. So they just locked all the doors. And we kept banging for like 10 minutes. We kept hearing the gun noises. So then we built a snow fort mainly made out of ice and there's a bunch of hidden tunnels with ice we made catapults we were prepared but then when we were finished they go like okay you've been playing for a couple hours you can come inside now yeah so making memories requires paying attention and recognizing special moments so it can be stuff we plan but also just being really present because there's a lot that happens that can become something meaningful. Yeah, and this is one of the things that I am most grateful for with my position at Blanc Media is that over Christmas and New Year's, I have two a two-week sabbatical. We function with these eight-week sabbaticals. So every eighth week, I get the week off. But there's two weeks here coming up. Uh, there's about a week left after we re- as we record this uh, of work before taking that break. And that's typically been the time when, like, we'll play the games that take four hours to play. Like, Toby got one, Scythe, not too long ago that he was pretty jacked about. It is intense. And this is the most complicated board game I have ever seen. (laughs) I haven't even, like, tried to comprehend how it works because I don't have, like, six hours to figure it out. But but I will on sabbatical. They just love (laughs) board games. They love it when we can just sit down with them and do that kind of thing. Yep. So that recognizing that's coming, we'll be really aware and make our best effort to make the most of that time together. Yep. Some of the other things that we have done as a family traditionally, meaning we do them regularly, we do them every year or every month, depending on what it is. These have really created incredible bonding and memories for us as a family. And a lot of it is actually 
revolved around outreach because uh, we've been mm-hmm. a, uh, in charge of our outreach ministry at our church for quite a long time. I don't know how many years now, but we've done a lot of things over the years. We have, yeah. A lot of variety. And this year in particular, with everything being so different, we were actually still able to do our winter outreach, and we just completed that. And our children were able to be a part of it, and they just absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it Do you want to explain the the outreach? I would love to. Cool. It is really awesome. It's called the Police Lights of Christmas. It was started several years back when a, a young woman, who actually she's a mom, and she has a um, one of her children is actually in active duty currently, but she was seeing the police officers in general throughout the U.S being treated differently because of all the things going on in the country and obviously heightened even more this year. So she started creating what she called these blessing bags and they are filled with any just basic hygiene items like soap and toothbrush, toothpaste, some food items, and most importantly, winter wear like a hat, gloves, that sort of a thing. And these were give these were given to police officers to have in their squad cars, so that when they saw people in need in the community, they had the answer in their squad cars. Also, they have gift cards, so that people in need can get food, mm-hmm. they can get their prescriptions filled, they can get gas in their car, all sorts of things. You told me one one uh, one of the things that they have is car seats. So if they meet somebody who they pull somebody over or whatever and their child is not in a car seat and they should be, uh, they can't afford a car seat, they can give them one. Yeah, they'll call <laughs> the shark, awesome. the officer um, that responds, will call the sergeant at the station and be like, hey, sergeant, can you bring over a car seat? This person needs it. And what's really incredible about this, this is just our local police force um, in our area. This is creating such an incredible positive relationship between our police force and the community because these police officers, they know the people with the greatest needs and they see them and interact with them regularly. And we are helping equip them with the tools they need to actually respond and answer the need. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it from a church perspective, like you want to help people in need. How do you find the people that are in need? You're right. The police come in contact with them all the time. And so this seems like a natural thing for our church to partner with the local police department and give them the tools that they need to help the people that they're they're trying to serve. Uh, and I think that you mentioned it earlier that there's a lot that's been going on w- with how people view the police in our country. And I, I think I, we just need to say that there are are problems that need to be fixed, uh, but their police officers are not all bad. Right. And there are a lot of good ones that are there because they want to serve people. Yes. Uh, and I had a conversation with somebody in another state. Uh, you were with me. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this sort of stuff that we did. And he, he was saying, that's amazing. He said that the only way that the police can win back the trust of the, the people that they serve is through the local church. They need the local church to bridge that gap. And so that's what we're trying to do, bridge that gap. And uh, also at the same time, you know, pertinent to this episode, we're modeling it for our kids. And our kids are recognizing because they're there for all of these outreaches (laughs) that it feels really good when you put other people first, Mm -hmm. when the focus isn't on yourself. So the police lights at Christmas, they help pack the bags. Uh, The next one on the list here, caroling at the nursing home once a month, uh, well, before COVID, 
uh, and all of the nursing homes were basically shut down, uh, we would go visit the nursing local nursing home here and just visit with people who didn't have anyone uh, come visit them. Uh, at Christmas, we would go up and down the halls and sing Christmas carols. And that was always like a big highlight. Uh, we didn't get to do it this year. But typically, we would go sing Christmas carols, come back to the church, have a big pizza party. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a big, fun um, experience. But just because we can't do it that way doesn't mean that we can't reach those people still. You know, if we've learned anything this year, it's to adapt and overcome. <laughs> yeah, we the children actually at our church all made handmade cards that are being delivered to the nursing home. We normally go to in person prior to... Well, since February. I think we haven't been there since February. Yeah. And then also at school, what we're doing is each of the kids at school made a handprint, wrote a note, put some little red decorations on decorations on it to look like holly, and it's all going to form a wreath, a big wreath. All their handprints will form a wreath. And those are just simple things that we are doing to try and help tell them that and show them that we love them and we care for them and they're not alone. Yeah. Another thing that um, we usually do regularly, but then even more during Christmas time, actually this was one of our Advent days, was uh, make a a card for someone, send someone a letter. And also another day was tell someone why you're grateful for them. Yep. All, All these little things. So when I do the Advent calendar, some days are super simple, like, and mm-hmm. when we had the gratefulness day, my teenage son, Toby, came up to me, kind of teary-eyed, and he goes, Mom, thank you so much for all you do. I know it's probably <laughs> really hard some days, but I really appreciate you. And I was just like, can I just cry and go in a puddle? Like, oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, side note, kind of, for this, but if we're talking about how to create incredible memories. Uh, This is something I would recommend you deploy tactically at your next family (laughs) get-together, whether it is happening virtually or in person this year. Uh, A lot of times when you are together with family, especially if it's family that lives out of town and you don't see each other that often, the tendency is just to do the small talk thing. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. what's new in your life, whatever. I would encourage you to dig a little bit deeper and to have some really meaningful conversations. Gratitude is a great way to get there. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Because when you start expressing gratitude, it does something in you. It does something in the person that you're expressing gratitude to. And I've been in a situation before, not even with family, but I think this is even easier with family, where even if you've got a bunch of strangers sitting together at a dinner table and somebody shares something they're grateful for and then you start going around the the table, by the end, like everybody's crying mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's just, it, it's incredible and you feel like you're really making a connection with those those people that are there. So use gratitude or there's other things that you can use like table topics type cards, which have like feeder type questions, which the right question can lead to a great conversation. Yes. And that's the thing that you should be looking for. And like back to the beginning, the encouragement here is not to settle for the the small talk. Don't just be in the same place, but actually be together. A great example of that is actually we just had 
a little celebration for Malachi's birthday. And we had his uh, one set of grandparents, um, one of his teachers that he absolutely adores from church, and then one family on my side. And so it was a small a small group of people, and it was a big deal to Malachi that we yeah. celebrated his birthday. He had been counting down for two months to his <laughs> birthday. He had been inviting everybody that he came in contact I with know, to his birthday. I know, which was, oh, okay. <laughs> so a lot of explanation to him, like, we uh, can't We can't do that, do that this that. year, Sorry. buddy. It's going to be a little different, yeah. But what was really neat during his party, Mike goes up to me, and we're all kind of at the table going, tell Malachi what you're grateful for or what you love about him. I forget how you framed it. So I started off and I just said, I, and I said it a lot, so I kind of grabbed everyone's attention. And I said, I love that Malachi is full of life and whatever. I don't remember exactly what I said. And then everyone took a turn saying yeah. what they loved about Malachi. And we've done this at a lot of their birthday parties or different things. And it just makes such an impact. Mm-hmm. It be- does. Because birthdays are, are really important to celebrate and there's a way to do it where that person is really really special because Mm -hmm. it is about celebrating their life like you're born into this world for a reason and purpose and we're so glad that you are part of this family because you're awesome and there's a way to do it that they're not all like self-centered and yucky about it but they feel celebrated yep yep definitely that makes really strong memories another thing that makes pretty strong memories uh, if you don't, if you're scared about having to facilitate this yourself, play a game. Yeah. It's kind of magical how relationships get built when you play a board game together. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> That's why we have a closet full of them upstairs. <laughs> yes. It's it's really cool to see how the conversations unfold as you play these games, especially if you've not played them before. There's some collaborative type board games which are really fun where you you work as a a, team yeah yeah, you work together as a team Uh, but the ones that let's just share a couple that we've really been enjoying lately most of the time when we play games at night after the littles go to bed it's either king of tokyo or castles of mad king ludwig yeah which are not collaborative games but they are a lot of fun yeah and then when we got recently is sushi go that's a cheap card game that's really easy even for little kids to pick up and there's a party version which you can play with a big group of people so if you want something that you can play at a family get together maybe check out sushi go party yeah yeah that's a really fun one another way to make memories and conversations and build relationships is we for example okay so one of our children who will read remain nameless for this podcast (laughs) at this moment has been struggling lately has been a little disobedient kind of just in his own world and we're just like okay buddy (laughs) we're trying to help you but Mm -hmm. you got to do your part and I recognize that I think he just needs some time (laughs) with one of us Mm -hmm. so I had to run an errand and I I asked him do you want to just come with me just me and you no one else can come you get to come and then once we're in the car I said, okay, now you get to pick a treat too when we're done. (laughs) And that really helped. Were things perfect afterwards? No, but it was necessary. And he was talking and chatting the whole entire time. Yep, that's good. So a lot of this we talked about is modeling how to build a relationship, how to 
Um, Prioritizing people. Yes. You know, that's the thing is uh, you want to make people feel that they're important. One of the things that we talked about a while back when we went through the life and air thing is we want to make people feel like a million bucks, even if we don't have a million bucks. And Christmas is a perfect opportunity to do that. Yep. So the more we model kindness and generosity, the more it'll get inside of them. And we won't all be selfish because we'll be putting each other first. So hopefully with all these ideas and stories, you can identify something that you can do coming up to um, just cultivate your relationships, to be generous, and to create awesome memories. Maybe it's making a homemade card for a neighbor. Maybe it's playing a little Christmas piano concert for family that you get to see or a FaceTime for them. Mm -hmm. So I challenge you all to do something different to create an awesome memory this season. Thanks for listening to the Intentional Family Podcast. We can be found at intentionalfamily.fm. Until next time, please join us in living life intentionally. Intentionally.